This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to a special edition. Welcome to this special edition podcast from Retail Insider. In this episode, Retail Insider's Editor-in-Chief Craig Patterson has a one-on-one chat with a retail expert from the David Sobey Center for Innovation in Retailing and Services. Ramesh Van Kat is a director at the center, which is located in the beautiful city of Halifax at St. Mary's University. And we should quickly mention that in April 2020, they'll be holding their six-day intensive RISE program for retail executives with thought leaders in a retail-focused environment. So without further ado, let's see how this retail expert head-to-head went as they discuss the future of Canadian retail. This is Craig Patterson, and I'm joined with uh, retail expert Ramesh Venkat. Thank you, Craig. Uh, thanks for having me. We've seen, uh, unfortunately, you know, in January of 2020, quite a few retail stores closing in Canada. I mean, this is not something that's unusual. Do you have any insight into um, what's been happening lately with uh, Canadian retail in terms of uh, some of the challenges that we're seeing? Well, there's a lot of different issues. Uh, I think starting with disconnect between retailers and customers. Uh, this might have been 2015, um, the annual report by Danny Leather, the first uh, paragraph of the letter from the CEO to the shareholders, he talked about how there was a lack of alignment between uh, the merchandise they offered and the market's expectations. That How do you end up in a situation where uh, your offering you know, doesn't appeal to the customer? A lot of retailers uh, are really uh, lacking that insight into what their customer wants um, and uh, what they're likely to respond to. Uh, you can go back to a lot of other retailers that have uh, closed uh, in the last uh, in a few years. Uh, and this is one of the key reasons why you know, this has been happening. And has the consumer changed quite a bit, in your opinion, say in the last decade? I think so. Um, the millennials are certainly consuming and shopping differently and what they value uh, seems to be different. They are delaying major purchases like buying homes, buying cars. Uh, Statistics show that uh, they tend to live at home uh, well into their 20s and uh, they don't want to pay very high prices for things and uh, they're quite willing to share. Um, So those kinds of decisions have ripple effects uh, in the retail sector. When people don't buy homes, uh, they don't also buy a whole bunch of other products. Um, so I think that cohort, which is uh, now you know, significant in terms of its buying power, um, has, I think, very different buying habits and consuming uh, habits. Um, and I think that's you know part of the problem. I wouldn't say that's the only problem, but certainly that's part of the problem. Um, I was just looking the uh, the David Sobey Center for Innovation in uh, Retailing and Services has uh, it's an education program called Rise, which stands for Retail Innovation Strategy and Excellence. Um, this is uh, coming up here quite soon. Tell me a little bit about uh, what this course is about. Yeah, so this uh, program is uh, a week long program, and it's. Uh, um, uh, for retail executives, uh, usually the participants are at uh, director level or above. Um, certainly have some degree of uh, control over a certain area of, of the business where they can uh, innovate. And the objective of the program is really to help retail companies become more uh, innovative, right? Uh, 
Um, so a lot of retail executives have come up through the ranks and so they might understand their business really well, they might understand the retail sector really well, uh, but when it comes to uh, innovation, strategic thinking, uh, and the kind of leadership that requires, uh, that's required to drive innovation and change, uh, they may not have had uh, any kind of formal training, right? So our program is trying to kind of fill that uh, void. And this is coming up. Tell me about the dates that uh, the next program is coming up uh, now. So, uh, it's a week-long program starting April 19th and uh, finishes. Uh, so it starts on a Sunday afternoon, April 19th, and finishes on the 24th. And so the program has uh, every day um, a different theme and a different uh, topic. And we start by looking at uh, kind of strategy and business models that are emerging in, in retail. And this year, I'm really delighted to, uh, you know, let you know that uh, uh, Joe Jackman from uh, Jackman Reen Men's uh, is going to be our keynote uh, speaker who's going to kind of uh, kick off the program on Sunday. Um, and then we spend a day looking at uh, how do you create a culture of innovation? Uh, and we spend a day around transformational leadership and, you know, what kind of a leadership uh, uh, skills and attributes do you need in order to champion change and innovation within your company. Uh, we spend a day around uh, design thinking and uh, applying it to various uh, retail innovation challenges. Mm, we spend a day talking about uh, how do you uh, gain insights from data that you can use to uh, support your decisions with respect to innovation. So while students are taking the, or students say students, participants, uh, executives, while they're taking the program, they're going to be working on a challenge uh, that they have brought. So it could be a problem that their company uh, is facing or it could be an opportunity that the company has. Uh, so they apply various concepts and frameworks that we teach um, to that uh, uh, you know, project. And uh, by the end of the program, they'll have a business case um, for that uh, innovation project that they can take back to their organizations. Oh, that's terrific. Holy cow. Uh, I think this is a question that is on a lot of people's minds right now because, again, you know, we are seeing, I mean, there are successful retailers out there. There's no question about that. I, I've gotten some sales numbers for some retailers and they're just doing extremely well. But um, do you have a, a vision of you know what Canadian retail might look like in five years down the road? Because I've heard that there may be some major changes. Uh, do you have any sort of guesses or uh, any ideas or... Uh, a hypothesis around that? I think there's going to be, you know, more technology and more um, omni-channel. Uh, there's just no other uh, way around it. And also uh, companies that are, uh, that haven't made the investment in those areas, I think they really need to make those investments uh, in order to be relevant. Uh, so I think we, we are going to see that. We might see more global retail companies coming into Canada and uh, that create more competition, which means our homegrown retailers have to really get their act together uh, in order to compete with uh, some of the more stronger uh, global retailers. And I think uh, uh, you know, we're we going to see that as well. So we saw, for instance, um, you know, Sobeys, uh, you know, made a big investment uh, in their uh, uh, e-commerce infrastructure, right? Uh, so companies which have been hesitant to make those kinds of bets are now saying, you know, it's time to do it, right? Uh, as the marketplace is going to change, if we wait too long, uh, it might be too late. Um, and so I think uh, 
Uh, I think agility is going to be really important. I think whether you're a big retailer or a small retailer uh, in today's marketplace, you just have to be very agile. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, in terms of, let's talk quickly about research with the um, uh, the Sobe Center. Uh, um, is there is there anything sort of new coming down the pipeline that can be discussed? Yeah. So you know we, we do research on a wide variety of topics. Uh, so we look at employees and uh, corporate uh, culture and leadership. Uh, we look at uh, you know customer engagement and customer experience. Uh, we look at technology and technology, um, you know, adoption and the impact of that. Um, so it's uh, in a wide range of, uh, you know, different uh, topics. Uh, so on the employee side, for instance, you know, some of the research that just came out uh, uh, is suggesting that, uh, you know, leaders play a crucial role in uh, creating that employee engagement, mm -hmm. giving feedback to uh, employees and by you know giving that little bit of motivation to employees and then that in turn has a, a cascading effect in terms of how employees uh, engage with uh, with customers and so we've done some studies in, in a retail environment uh, to understand the relationship between day-to-day -day leadership uh, and how uh, that impacts the employee on a day-to-day -day basis and its uh, eventual impact on the on the consumer right uh, so, uh, so there's you know that stream of research. We've done uh, a recent uh, project around uh, customer engagement, uh, and mm -hmm. it's just you know highlighting something very fundamental. Yeah, our research shows that if you really satisfy the customer, provide a great experience, uh, you know meet or exceed their expectations, that's what is driving the customer's emotional attachment with the retailer and their level of trust with the retailer which in turn creates customer engagement, right? Um, so, uh, so it goes back to doing the basics well, right? Uh, in terms of uh, creating the experience and providing you know, satisfaction to the customer. And when you do that, everything else sort of falls into place. Um, you know, having the technologies and having you know, um, um, the integration across channels, all of that is important, uh, but don't forget the, the basics. Uh, um, so that's what our, our research is uh, showing. Um, so we've got other projects going on in terms of, you know, sustainability uh, in, the, in the retail sector, you know, AI in the retail sector. Uh, so we're using, a, you know, computer vision technology to provide real-time insights for retailers. Um, we have a project going on that's uh, looking at uh, uh, products that have really short uh, life cycles, like fashion, for instance, where you don't have a lot of historical data for doing AI, uh, but we've created an algorithm that can do prediction uh, even for those kinds of products where you don't have a lot of historical uh, data. Right? Uh, hmm. Our research kind of spans a wide spectrum and it's uh, really across the campus. We've got you know, computer scientists, we've got uh, geographers, we've got psychologists and uh, and then every area within the business school uh, involved in research uh, that the center uh, supports. Oh, that's terrific. Would you say that it's important, uh, you know, for, for retailers to really be, I guess, shifting the way that they do business, I guess, physical, you know, in terms of physical retail online and sort of, you know, the merger of the two? Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, the consumer today wants uh, convenience. Uh, they want the seamless experience between the physical and the digital. 
they want to go online, look for information, and then go to a store uh, to buy the product and uh, you know, get that instant uh, gratification. Uh, in some cases, they want to do the reverse. They want to go to the store to look at the product and then go online, buy the product, have it conveniently uh, delivered at home. And uh, uh, a lot of retailers still have you know, major friction points um, at different touch points. Uh, so they really have to figure out how, you know, they're going to, you know, make sure that every channel, uh, you know, works in, uh, in, in alignment with every other channel. So many retailers are just not there yet. And, and in terms of, um, you know, the friction we see around retail, um, I would expect that would include the, the payment process. Uh, um, we're seeing, you know, overseas, you know, in places like China, you know, new technologies being adopted. Uh, um, do you have any insight into what you might be seeing in Canada, you know, for the best retailers that are going to survive in terms of uh, their adoption, say, of, uh, you know, technology to remove friction? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Canada is sort of way behind, uh, you know, China and some of the other Asian countries. Uh, but you're seeing, you know, uh, companies like Starbucks, for instance, you know, taking a lead, you know, in, in that area. Uh, partly it's the consumer adoption of the technology as well. Uh, it, it seems to be a sort of a slow adoption here in, in Canada. Um, I think if retailers started offering those options, you might see more people, uh, you know, adopting um, digital payments and uh, mobile payments and so on. No, that's really interesting. I mean, and we probably would expect consumers to adopt this more as it becomes a little bit more mainstream and I think becomes simplified. I think so. I think uh, right now, you know, there's just a lack of awareness in the uh, among consumers as to what it is. And, uh, you know, we've seen this in a way back, you know, when the first ATM machines were introduced, you know, people were you know, quite concerned about you know, what would happen to their money or the checks that they deposited in the machine. And uh, so anytime there's like a significant change um, in, in how you do something as a consumer, uh, there's usually some resistance. So it takes some time for people to adopt. Um, so that uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, in Canada, it seems to be a slow uh, process. Uh, do you have any predictions for uh, you know, physical retail in the future in Canada? I think, you know, physical retail has to find its own role because the cost of operating online is lower and so it's very attractive for certain things. Uh, but the physical uh, store still has a major role to play, in my opinion, uh, can certainly create uh, an intimacy between the brand and the, and the, and the consumer. Uh, and it can provide that instant gratification, which is still not, you know, possible even with the uh, same day delivery, uh, a lot of the online, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, retailing. Um, so I think the physical store still has a role to play, uh, but retailers have to figure out what that role is, right? Uh, so sometimes it's not going to be your revenue engine, uh, but it's going to be the place where the consumer comes to learn and to experience and uh, the place where you actually build a relationship with the uh, customer one-to-one, -one, right? Uh, and then Online is where the customer goes for the uh, transaction. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, now, I guess in some respects, then brands really do have to engage with the consumer directly. Um, I guess that brings up the topic of multi-brand retailer. Do you have uh, any insight into sort of the future of, uh, you know, say multi-brand retail versus, uh, you know, brands going direct to consumer, which I think is a bit of a trend. Yeah, the trend certainly is in direct to consumer. Uh, you know, as you said, the cost of operating these uh, large stores is uh, quite significant. And um, a lot of the younger consumers, 
you know, just don't feel the connection with them. And as a result, uh, they prefer to shop in uh, smaller specialty stores. Um, and when that happens, you know, we've also seen uh, that bigger, you know, some of the established brands, whether it's uh, you know, Ralph Lauren or Michael Kors or some of the other brands, uh, they've started gradually pulling out of, uh, uh, you know, multi-brand uh, retail uh, chains. Um, and when that happens, uh, the customer that goes into these stores, um, they don't see these uh, uh, well-known brands anymore. Um, and, and that uh, leads to even further loss of uh, customers, right? Uh, so there's a sort of a vicious cycle, you know? So, uh, you know, uh, when you don't do well, uh, major brands, uh, uh, you know, they don't want to partner with you. Uh, and then when they don't partner with you, uh, you're more likely to lose even more customers. Do you think we'll have quite a bit fewer multi-brand retailers in the future as we see this direct-to-consumer movement uh, take hold? I think there's a role for multi-brand retail because um, they do offer the convenience for the consumer in terms of providing a variety of options, uh, so you're not limited to a single brand. Um, so I think there's a role to play. I'm not sure that uh, uh, everyone is going to survive. Uh, the ones that will survive will have something special uh, to offer. Uh, and, and they'll, you know, have a, uh, a strategy that is much more relevant to today's uh, marketplace. So the brand stores that will survive, you know, they have to figure out how they're going to compete in today's marketplace. They cannot be doing the same thing they were doing, you know, 10, 20 years ago. I think that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, in terms of, um, you know, the future of retail and what successful retailers will be using, uh, you know, artificial intelligence is a buzzword. Um, um, do you have any insights into how we might see this integrated further into uh, retail in Canada and beyond? Yeah, I think AI definitely has a role to play. I wouldn't overplay it, but uh, certainly has a role to play, um, uh, you know, across the the retail value chain. We actually did a report uh, almost two years ago on the role of AI in retail, and we looked at how it's being deployed, um, you know, from supply chain all the way to um, customer engagement and customer relationship, and uh, it's got uh, you know, great potential. Um, so there are retailers, for instance, that are using AI for automating their buying process. Uh, it can take into account a whole bunch of variables, not just your past, uh, uh, you know, uh, transactions and uh, inventory data, but it can look at weather. It can look at a whole bunch of other external factors to decide how much you should be buying, um, and it can do all kinds of prediction as to how customers are going to respond um, to new offers and things like that. Uh, so definitely, there's a lot of potential, uh, but you know, in order for a retailer to be successful, uh, I think technologies such as AI are just sort of one part of the puzzle. Uh, there's a lot more that they have to do. Um, I mean, I would start with really uh, investing in understanding the customer, and AI can be helpful there, but, uh, you know, you need to do a lot more to understand who your customer is and what drives them and uh, what are they likely to respond to. Um, you need to be thinking about that whole experience, you know, because people today are not just uh, focused on buying and owning things, but they seem to be really wanting that experience and you know, the, you know, how you're treated when uh, you're in a store matters a lot. So that's another area of, of uh, investment. Um, and the third area that's often ignored 
is the role of employees, right? Uh, you know, in all the work that we've done, consumers are not saying that uh, uh, they want a fully automated store or a fully online experience where they don't have to talk to anybody. I think that type of experience, uh, shopping experience, it works for the consumers for certain things, but for other things, you know, people still want that uh, one-on-one engagement with another human being. And this is where I think, uh, you know, some retailers can really uh, differentiate themselves and uh, if, if they make the right uh, uh, investments. It makes sense. And um, one thing that, you know, I've heard generally from those that are involved sort of, you know, in the employment recruitment side, uh, you know, of retail in Canada is there seems to be almost a bit of a, a difference, I guess you would say, you know, um, in, in the United States, there are, you know, quite a few people who are, you know, career retail employees. And in some cases actually may do quite well financially, you know, they'll be making money on a commission basis that, uh, uh, you know, it could be quite substantial depending on what they're selling. We haven't seen that as much in Canada, but, uh, um, you know, with the, uh, you know, Dave, the David Sobey School, for example, I mean, retail as a career, I think, is something that is is promoted. Or tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, every year I ask my retail students, how many of you have worked in retail or are currently working in retail? Usually about 80% of the hands go up. And then when I ask them, how many of you want to work in retail after you graduate? Uh, not a single hand would go up, right? So you're 20 uh, something people. And uh, I think that, you know, is a a real uh, kind of problem for the retail sector. If young people are not thinking of retail as a career, uh, that's a big problem because Mm -hmm. retail is one of the biggest employers. It might be the biggest employer, if not the government, it's one of the two. Yeah, so how do you change that uh, that, uh, perception, right? Um, I mean, there are companies that are paying more than the minimum wage, I think would be a good starting point. But uh, uh, so I think, yeah, retailers that actually invest in their uh, employees and think about, you know, creatively structuring work and uh, compensating them differently, uh, they're going to create that employee engagement, uh, which then is going to drive the customer experience and customer engagement. Uh, Because if you don't have engaged employees, uh, you're not going to have uh, engaged uh, customers. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually surprised. Um, I started hearing numbers about, uh, say, you know, retail employees may, you know, start lower down. Obviously, you got to start somewhere, right? But um, when there are opportunities for advancement, which there often is, I think, in retail, you know, store managers and above can make, you know, well into the six figures if you're managing, you know, a Walmart store or something like that. Uh, so, it's you know, it's, it's not a little bit of money, essentially. No, uh, there, there are great career opportunities. And one of the things that we are trying to do with our um, students in our degree programs is we are exposing them to those those opportunities, uh, whether it's through internships or through, uh, you know, other, other type of uh, uh, opportunities. Um, this whole um, area of uh, data and analytics and AI, uh, I mean, that's opened up uh, incredible opportunity. Um, you know, social media and social shopping um, has opened up opportunities that uh, didn't exist, uh, you know, 10 years ago. Thank you so much for going over this very valuable information with us today. Uh, we've got uh, Ramesh Venkat. He's the director of the David Sobey Center for Innovation and Retail Excellence at St. Mary's University. Uh, they're also hosting their uh, RISE program, which uh, is uh, Retail Innovation Strategy and Excellence. Uh, it's happening in uh, April of this year. Uh, we will have information on this on our website where uh, Uh, interested parties can sign up for this uh, week-long program, which sounds like it's going to be incredibly useful, not only for the education part, for the actual uh, 
practical application of being able to bring in uh, problems to be able to solve them, you know, with experts and sort of a peer analysis as well, which I think is really, really exciting. Uh, um, we've got an email. It's David Sobe Center at smu.ca. We've got a telephone number. It's area code 902-496-8272. And the website is davidsobecenter.ca. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. This is Craig Patterson from Retail Insider. Thank you.